Arsenal fans, how are we this morning? Good? We, we feeling a little uh, blue? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But I know what this This podcast today be like a therapy session. Because it's hard to let go of things that are over, pretty much. Things that you had, had your hand on for so long and then were taken away from you in such a short space of time. Sadness right now. We are here to support you. And laugh in your faces. <laughs> yeah, ma- mainly the latter. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. It's over? Yeah. The tart race? It is. Offici- not officially. Still possible. But it's going to take something absolutely extraordinary, i.e. Manchester City also have to lose to Brighton and then lose to Brentford as well at some point. And that's excluding they have to only need one uh, win, which uh, I believe is against Chelsea. One of their games in hand. For what I believed of that one, they can only win the title if the game in hand then is played and that's after the next weekend. I thought they so could they, win it this they weekend can win it, at Chelsea. They can if Arsenal don't win, I believe. That's how it works. Uh, Arsenal 81 points, two, two wins, 80. So that's six points, 87. No, Man City just need one win. Ah, right then. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, it's over. Yeah. Because uh, Man City win what do we think is going to happen there? <laughs> exactly. Have, have we not seen Chelsea these past Don't we need to prove it? What the fuck? What do we think is going to happen? Exactly. Congratulations, Man City. Congrats, man. Well done. <laughs> I hope you have what a awesome. sad little life yes. you lead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's just, easier just to go through both of those games pretty much at the same time. Arsenal yeah. beaten 3-0 at the Emirates by Brighton and Hove Albion and Manchester City, same scoreline, but against Everton at Goodison Park. Torres is over. Arsenal... Bit of a shambles yesterday. Can't be doing that. Can't be no. doing it. When you're trying to be champions, you uh, at this point of the season, you can't be dropping points. Yes, we can give credit to Brighton for how well they've done all season and fantastically they've played uh, under Deserby since Graham Potter has left. But you can't be dropping these sort of points, Arsenal. Yeah, just as we were talking about a lot of permutations beforehand, Sky put a tweet out. <laughs> considering all that <laughs> nice of them uh, yeah Arsenal like, just I don't know what it was but it's like they can't handle chaos no they just capitulated right they, there and then they've been hitting me with it for a few months now we've seen scenarios mm-hmm. where they've come through it i.e. the Bournemouth game conceded yeah. very early and then the last minute winner Reese Nelson and all those scenes and then there's the Southampton game where the same thing happens, but they don't win. You get a point, which isn't on against a Southampton team, who we'll get onto later, have been relegated this season mm-hmm. and haven't been great all the, the whole time either. Yeah. It's it's mental to think about it. Like There seems to have been a certain period of time for Arsenal like yes they've been getting victories but i feel like over the last six weeks they've just been inconsistent uh in getting like the proper results because if you look at it if we go from the start of march so just a little over six weeks they Sorry, I, obviously i've seen something else on twitter and i've got to discuss this at some point <laughs> okay uh they thump everton four nil they have that uh, last minute winner like you said against Bournemouth then they beat Fulham 3-0 comfortably beat Palace and Leeds they drew, end up drawing uh, three in a row then with Liverpool, West Ham and Southampton get thumped by Man City then go back to winning ways the two games uh, the start of this month against Chelsea and Newcastle and then that performance yesterday so there doesn't seem to have been like the same sort of consistency that we saw in the first part of the season from Arsenal. Yeah, no, it's not been there at all. And that's that's partly in part to just, I don't know, not, as you said, not, they're not consistent. When you're in a title race with Man City, you have to be perfect. Yeah. 
or near perfect, and you can't be dropping too many points like they did, especially in the circumstances they did. Too many times they've gone ahead and then conceded, and mm. then lost, lost or drawn, and then too yeah. many times where they've had to come from behind and not won enough as well. Yeah, like like you said, when you're going toe to toe with Manchester City and how fantastic Pep Guardiola's side are, you've you've got to match their results or better their results. You can't do anything less than that. Yeah, you know, just look at Liverpool the last few seasons. You have to match them for 90 points. Such, It's the yeah. only way you're going to do it. And if you don't do that, then you're maybe looking to finish second. Mm-hmm. If any bit, they are... they Because there's the whole debate that's coming out now whether they've had a, a bad season because they've lost the league and they know they have no trophies as well to, to go with that. But it's not. They, they were never expected to finish second. It's still... a very, very good season for them. It, it's one of them. It's easier for you to say say something with this argument because you're a Manchester United fan. But the whole, no, well, the whole debate was on it was on BT that I saw it. They were saying who's had a better season, Arsenal if they finish second with no trophies, or Manchester United if it, yeah, say that again. Or Manchester United if they finished fifth but won the League Cup and the FA Cup. For me, that it, I mean, yes, at the end of the day, football's all about winning the trophies. But at the same time, like you said, no one was expecting Arsenal to be competing for the title at the start of this season. I think if we flip back to our predictions, we had them finishing about third or fourth or even missing out on the top four. I so, don't recall, if I'm honest. <laughs> in that sense, it's a good season for Arsenal and you can see the improvements they're making under Mikel Arteta season after season in that sense. But in the grand scheme of things, this season in the Premier League and the way they started it and how big of a gap they had over Manchester City to say that they ended up losing the title is a massive disappointment. I'm not going to say Manchester United have had a better season if they win two trophies and miss out on the Champions League football because ultimately Champions League football brings you in more money than the FA Cup and... League Cup will for me it's a bad for, it's, for me it's not a bad season if Manchester United finish fifth but it's a it's an okay one Manchester United need to be finishing in the top four and they should be considering they were in it for the majority of the season yeah and it's Eric Ten Hag's first season yeah. in England and at the club and the whole Ronaldo situation and the whole uncertainty over ownership what he's done we'll get more onto Manchester United in a bit is a fantastic season also, what Arsenal are doing is a fantastic season because of their expectations and everyone's expectations at, of them at the start of this season. Yes, the second half, and like I said, the last six weeks, you'd say is a disappointment. But on the grand scheme of things, they've had a really good season. They've built the foundations for any future title push. Mm. They do. Oh. Like, like Liverpool, where they went close the first time around and they were better for it when they did go and win it. Yeah. The only thing with Arsenal is what will happen this summer because everyone else is going to improve transfer wise they also have to do that i don't know what yeah, they do it, is, it, is it rice do they bring him in kaisado as well they go for him what else do they I add? Think, maybe they need a better like back of defense quite frankly yeah oh 100 i do think it's more than just two midfielders that need to help arsenal to win the title but and at the same time like and that's not digger Jakob kirior one little mm. error, he's not a bad defender. I don't think he's actually been too awful for them. I think he's been okay, but that, yeah, bad that he went down in in that position because it didn't look that bad, really. Mm. Well, mean, um, he was running around afterwards, like straight after the kicked up again. Yeah, and I think him going down just stops the rest of them like defending. Yeah. Well, uh, on the grand scheme of things, just before we get back to the game, um, I want to say, say is, so, well, I, I want to say one thing. Gary Neville, kind of embarrassing in the commentary of the second goal, when, it, when he says he's offside, was it, when you look at it, there's literally an Arsenal player in the penalty area. <laughs> what <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> I have no idea on that one. I mean, that's not the only Sky commentary thing I've got, but I thought we'll talk about Man City first before I talk about this funny thing that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, my final thing on the uh, Arsenal and title race stuff is it is this going to be their best chance of winning a title? Because like you say, everyone else is going to be 
getting better over the summer. You expect United to sign four or five players, obviously, depending on ownership. Newcastle are going to keep going from strength to strength. Liverpool, we know they're going to be signing players because of how many players they're losing this year. Chelsea, are they going to spend another six hundred trillion with Pochettino set to come in? You know it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, like all teams are going to improve, be improving. So was this Arsenal's best chance to win a title? We obviously don't know because we can't predict the future. But it could be a missed opportunity if they then don't have like a same miller season or improve on it uh, in seasons to come. Yeah, pretty great. And moving on to the champions legs, Manchester City. <laughs> 3 0 win at Everton. It was fairly easy in the end. It took them a little while, but it just it always felt like when the first one goes in, then they'll they'll start scoring more, which is exactly what happened. And yeah. Ilkay Gundogan is, dare I say, one of the most underrated midfielders in the whole league. Feels oh, like this yeah, man doesn't get his flowers as much as he should be. <laughs> but yeah. Although he is now, which is good to see. But it's also when there's yeah, all he... these rumours of him potentially leaving. Yeah, like he's doing such a phenomenal job now at Manchester City. And it, the stuff he's doing is getting better and better each week, it seems. But like you say, he is criminally underrated. And you are just left scratching your head like... Why would, if you're Man City, like, why would you let him leave? Because he's just turned up when it mattered most this season for you. You're Man City, you're Man City, you let him leave because you know you could probably sign someone just as good in that regard. But oh, yeah. the man is captain. This is another man who they appoint captain and they're allowed to just let him leave. I company. We'll let him retire. <laughs> we'll replace him at some point. Fernandinho, yeah, we've got his replacement in Rodri. It's fine. There's no like direct Gundogan replacement as of right now. Yeah. Like Calvin Phillips, obviously, and I don't think there's a midfielder in their academy that's that right now. No, there isn't anyone that's been like shining a light on saying, okay, it's almost it's like they were planning for Bellingham and then they failed. So yeah, now it's yeah they'll find someone because it's Man City. Like, they can sign anyone they want, pretty much. Oh, hundred percent, but. It is one of them where you're like, you don't really want him to be leaving it until you've got that replacement set up. But I feel like that will... It's not confirmed that he's leaving, but that's what all the no. rumours are. That leads to Barcelona apparently are interested, but the way we talk about Barcelona, and we'll do that later, can they actually sign anyone other than one person by the sounds of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, on the City game, fantastic uh, first goal from... Uh, it was cool. one outside of the boot on the turn. What a finish that was! Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he then gets the free kick as well. Brilliant free kick. Uh, not the best free kick of the weekend, though, was it? No, just a... <laughs> also, also, when you think about it, Jordan Pickford, small man, small arms. Yeah, Fraser Force is huge, so. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, in between that, Erling Haaland scored a header uh, to take his tally up. To, just, they they but, put the stat of it was like he only had one touch all game, and I was like, "Well, he's going to score now, guys." <laughs> yeah, like I always say, a good striker doesn't need many touches as long as they put the ball in the back of the net. That's all that matters. Yeah, we saw that on more than one occasion this weekend, which we probably talk about later as well. Look, looking the, just really saw that sky tweet. They, they put up three different permutations, but all of them have the same conclusion, and that's Man City will win the Premier League title. Just just say, like, yeah, Man City can win the Premier League title this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, fair price for saying permutations, but it, it wasn't necessary. But can I talk about this tweet that I've just seen? And it comes from it comes from Talksport. So go on. Roy Keane, not Roy Keane. Where did I get Roy Keane from? Roy Keane ain't going on Talksport. No. Martin Keown has been on Talksport. Mm-hmm. Talk, apparently, the the word, the sentence has been mentioned. How biased is the Sky commentary team? It's frightening, honestly. Martin Tyler is a great professional, but he cannot hide that it hurts him that Arsenal might win a game of football. Civil war in the media between talk sports and Sky. They're supposed to be co-partners. Yeah. 
I don't know whether. I mean, yes, the, you'd say there is some sort of biasy at times when you hear Martin Tyler's commentary, but the man has been doing the job over 30 years. He knows what is cool and when to say, like the hype and that. And I don't even know who he supports. I know it's not a Premier League team. I'm sure. Isn't it one of the, like a low league or national league side? I've no idea. But I, I feel like the myth that he supports Manchester United is exactly that, a myth. Yeah. But, but what's I didn't go actively searching on TalkSport for this tweet. I saw it retweeted by Gary Tapper, who's a great follower for all 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 media budding people out there. He's a good, he's a Sky commentator. Uh, Sky commentator, and he just posted the emoji where the eye, eye, eyes look, look up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Woking Gesley. Civil War. Is Woking, he's a Woking fan. Well, they, they fell yeah. off a bit. <laughs> they used to be so, a league team, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they last were in the National League. I don't know where they are now. I feel like they're definitely one of the lower levels, or actually they might be in the fifth tier. Uh, no, they are in the fifth tier. They finished fourth in the National League. I, yeah, that's what I think it was familiar. Did they lose to Boreham Wood, I want to say? Uh, yeah, I, have no I, idea don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll be here all day trying to figure that one out. Uh, let's mm. move on. I don't know where you you want to go next. I feel like we have to talk relegation because Southampton, your day of condemnation has come. Yep, officially out of the Premier League next season. Eleven years has come to an end. We all knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when. And a two 0 defeat to Fulham on Saturday. Confirmed it. Carlos Vinicius and Alexandra Mitrovic on his return. As I, I said, I said it. <laughs> he was coming yeah. for blood. Although this didn't go mm-hmm. like as the same as the Leicester game did. I think Fulham showed pity <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, not good enough all season from Southampton. They've deserved to go down very much. So yeah, I, I agree on that. Mm, I mean. It, regardless of manager, whether it was was it Hassan Hootel at the start of the season, it feels it so was, long ago. I kind of remember you know their managers. This week, obviously, I'll, they had. Carry on, I'll let you go. So. Uh, then they obviously went over to Nathan Jones, who, which was a terrible what six to eight game spell in charge. Yeah. Uh, of Southampton, and then Ruben Sellers. He's done an okay jobish, but the task in hand for him was. Mission Impossible when he was appointed. Yeah, it was always going to be a difficult one. I, what I was going to say was there's, there's a growing theme here with ex-managers. Seemingly on the day that their teams that they were at getting relegated, they somehow seem to find themselves on Sky doing punditry jobs. Oh, yeah, Nathan Jones was on the EFL coverage, wasn't he? Yeah, it's like, come on, mate, you, you were just as responsible for their relegation. <laughs> Are you on telly right now? I mean, hey, if he's getting paid for it, uh, yeah, I'm not no, that, t- like in that regard, I, I'm fair with it, but it's like the optics always look pretty bad. It was worse with Ince when he was on telly when Reading were relegated, and then Nathan Jones. Yeah, Ince was worse. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones yeah. was there for eight games. <laughs> it was a terrible eight games. And also, like, um, they were trying to press him about it when he was on Sky Sports, but he was just like trying to avoid it. And Nathan so, Jones like, is exactly no. that guy you don't ask that question, so he will slag you off. Yeah, and he, he, I think from what I've seen, he was on Sky before. beforehand as well, like earlier that morning. So he was doing the media rounds yeah. that day. Yeah, I think because they knew they had him on the championship playoff coverage so they were like oh we'll get him on uh to talk about his stuff and stuff but i think he handled it from what i've seen of the southampton talk he did he handled himself really well he didn't get yeah. drawn into anything that you wouldn't expect a manager to talk about yeah, he should uh, do that more often if he lets himself like get a bit too really big bollocks almost in a way as we saw at one point when he was the southampton manager you just look bad just ignore it all mm. Uh, but yeah, Southampton relegated, and like we said, we knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when uh, they were going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the relegation battle, though, is going to be exciting because obviously, 
Everton losing to Manchester City. Leeds United earned a point against Newcastle United 2-2 in the end in a crazy game up at Elland Road. A very good point, I thought, in that one as well. They looked inspired. Felt the crowd as well yeah. as and in that. And, you know, it's, it's, they, they don't concede two stupid penalties. Then maybe they come away with a win. Yeah. Junior Furpo, did he have one of the worst games in Premier League history? Yeah. The penalty that he conceded was ridiculous. Why is your arm that high, even if you're trying to win a foul in that regard? And then he goes and gets sent off. It's like, <laughs> yeah. What are you I'm doing? just looking. I'm looking here, and uh, his one football rating was 2.1. I don't think I've ever even seen that's one. Generous. That <laughs> mm, I mean,. There is others that do to get a two, so he's centre half. Can't uh, his centre half next to him, Maximilian Vober got a two point two, and then Patrick Pampered also got a two point nine. I feel like Vober was going to come off the bench though in that regard. No, no he was I mean that was a terrible, terrible penalty. Yeah, and also uh, surprising but... that he was the one that took it as well. When you got Rodrigo on the pitch. And also Jack Harrison as well, who I'm sure Jack, had a good penalty record. Jack Harrison's very underrated, I feel. If you saw it, it yeah. there, I can't remember if it's the first or second goal where he's, he's keeping up, he, he's doing a nice move in there and he puts through the guy who then crosses it in. It's lovely. Mm. Yeah, he's a very uh, good forward. And I think... Like Leeds go down, I think someone should look at him. Like yeah. a lower uh, table side. I think could mm. wouldn't it's a, like a forest. I feel like Nottingham Forest it would be a decent one if they stayed up. Yeah. Um, so looking at the bottom of that t- uh, table now, so obviously Southampton on uh, twenty four points, like we said, relegated. Leicester City they play tonight against Liverpool, and a win would see them move out of the bottom three. Um, Leeds next on uh, 31 points in 18th place. Everton on 32 points and then Forrest on 34. You would assume Forrest are probably safe now. I know not mathematically, but you would assume they are. I think they, I said are, if they, they won, are. I think it was confirmed. I think they got another. They have to wait till next week, I think, for me. Like just, I, I just can't call what's going to happen with those other three. I, I don't know why, but I, for me, uh, whether it, I'll be proven wrong tonight, but I just think Leicester will get out of this. I don't no, know why. See, I've changed my mind. If, if someone's going to get out, I think it's going to be Leeds. Because mm. they've got to, I look seen... at their games and they've got to play Tottenham at home, and that's a winnable game. Yeah, West Ham and Tottenham are their remaining games. Leicester, obviously, we, we know they've got Liverpool tonight. And then they travel to Newcastle and then face West Ham on the last day. So Newcastle, if their Champions League place is already secured and they've which, got nothing to play for. Which I don't know, uh, watching them, but we'll talk about that. And then Everton, their running's not. Actually, did we say their running was actually all right? Uh, they travel to Wolves this weekend and then host Bournemouth on the final day. So two teams that have got nothing to play for. Yeah, so it's not awful. In the grand scheme. For all of them, really. Yeah, I think what would go in Leicester's favour if they pick up a point or win tonight is the goal difference is massively on their side compared to the two of them because Leicester's goal difference is minus 15, Leeds is minus 25 and Everton's is minus 24. So that's why I still give Leicester that bit of hope and fighting chance because of that goal difference. Yeah, I can understand in that regard, but watching them, you just don't think that they're even going to get a point, let alone a win. If, if they are mm. how they were against Fulham, you'd see their chances are very slim for me. Oh, yeah, but with this season, anything really can happen. Uh, there's, every week they're choosing who, which one wants to look well there and fighting for it even more. Mm. So it just it makes it good. I want it to go down to the final day, considering the title race is over now, we need something. Yeah, definitely so. Then again, if the relegation doesn't go down to the final day, at least we can say the European places is definitely going to the final day. You would very much expect so now. I mean, craziness. So, obviously, Brighton victory over Arsenal has propelled them 
into sixth place and have two games in hand over Spurs. Um, so they can actually still catch Liverpool. Yeah, it's in a strange way, yeah. Obviously, Liverpool play later on tonight, but they still have a game in hand. So Brighton win that game in hand, that would move them on to 61 points, point behind Liverpool. And then they still have that extra game as well. Yeah, well, it's very unlikely. Brighton can still get top four. (laughs) 10, 68. They have to win every game, though. Yeah, 70. (laughs) Yeah, they can finish on 70 points. And but when you factor in, they have to play Arsenal. They played Arsenal. <laughs> they played Man City, and then I swear they've got to play Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle yeah. Uh, on Thursday, I think Thursday the eighteenth. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the season is interesting South... because they play everyone pretty much around them, apart from uh, Southampton on the weekend. Yeah. That's one where they should be winning, but of course they. Right, Everton, who were down there and got battered. So, I still yeah. don't rule anything t- out in this crazy season. But at the same time, when they face Manchester City uh, next midweek, they could already have the t- Man City could have the title wrapped up. So, that could they do Brighton a favour? That one's just become easy for them. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of them where you're like, well, that's possibly six points there by beating Southampton and Manchester City. That throws them right in the mix. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, very um, eye-watching last fortnight of the Premier League. Yeah, that's the whole European battle. Forget the word. I was going to say complex, but it's not a complex. It's it's something else. Do you know it first? Because you're 2-0 against Wolves. Fucking Wolves, what they are. Did they play their big game last week or something? Yep, that's their season done now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Martial and Garnaccio, the goals for Eric Ten Hag's uh, side, which means I think he's now collected the most wins as Manchester United manager in their first season. It's not saying much, for being honest, but probably has, yeah. In the history, I mean, not just like recent, I mean the history Still of the club. Still not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good 2-0 victory gives them that a bit more cautioning now in terms of that race for the top four, obviously. Until tonight, keep level... Yeah, but keeps them level on points with oh, yeah. uh, Newcastle and yeah. obviously following on from tonight, they still have a game in hand, Man United, when they travel uh, to... The... Uh, they play Chelsea next... in 10 days' time, actually. Or Chelsea, they've got to play United City and then whoever it is they play on the final day as well. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, United get that. Imagine uh, if Chelsea of... were up there, like that. Those two games between them two would have been massive. However, they're not because they're shit, yeah. and we'll get yeah. onto them in you're a second. Useless, and you're not even going to finish in the top half. Yeah. You're looking, I mean, it's like, is it possible? It probably is. Just it is. They just. have to win every game, <laughs> and hope Fulham don't pick up another point. Very unlikely. Yes. Um, so, yeah, United fourth as it stands, level on points with Newcastle after their win. Liverpool, like we say, they play tonight against Leicester. We spoke on Brighton uh, beating Arsenal to move him into sixth. Spurs losing to Aston Villa. <laughs> Try not to put on the smug face, but, you know. <laughs> Even I can't I've watched them for so them. long and thinking, they are shit. And then I watch them against us and, oh, my God, they are shit. They are shit. They're just they useless. Fucking horrendous. How did we not bad? To be honest, it was quite horrific. It was bad on us that we didn't smash even... them. But we were very good in the first half. Yeah. Like the fact you only scored two goals is bad on your half. But <laughs> I will never slander. In the sense goodness. that it's never slander my Unai Emery's tricky villains. <laughs> Have you seen that Unai Emery has now accumulated more points in his time than the previous manager that we had this season in his whole tenure? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's, in, that's embarrassing boy, Mr. He, he should him, not be named. Him. Who him. you accidentally <laughs> named in the last podcast. Him, but not in the regards of the context of what him now stands for. <laughs> yes. Um, He's most definitely not him. No. Yeah, but I mean, Tottenham are 
bad, but even more so in regards when you've got Hung Min Son, who is making all these runs, and he's finding himself more offside than I show speed in a sideman charity match. Did you see what it was? It was nine offsides in total, the whole of Tottenham, and it's been 92 times that we've caught teams offside since Emery's appointment, which is almost 30 times more than Liverpool, who have got like 60 something. Damn, that is mental. It's mental. Unless you're on match of the day because, of course, they're criticising it by saying, well, they're going to get found out eventually. It's only because Tottenham can't make runs properly. But did right. you see that? I, I was, that's the worst thing Ian Wright's ever said. And yeah, I like Ian Wright. Them, it's one of them where a lot of people just don't want to... Um... They ran out of time to talk anything positive about... Villa's performance. It was pretty much well. It yeah. wasn't Son make this kind of run. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's been the way with Aston Villa under uh, Unai Emery. Is no one's given them the praise that they deserve. Obviously, we. Have. They are. I feel like the praise is going towards but, Emery's done an amazing job, but no one's like fully analysing it because there's more. Yeah, no one's there's more important things to talk about, like Man City winning the title or, and who's going to go down. Of course, mm. they will take a bigger precedent, but the season's been. Unbelievable from Unai Emery and Aston Villa, and whatever happens next season is going to be interesting to keep an eye on, given what's going to happen this summer. Potentially, I mean, we got with all the talk of all these midfield signings, but that's going to be quite hard now. Where John McGinn has now become the world's best midfielder, <laughs> he was he was incredible in this game. <laughs> it's the best I've seen him in so long. There was a moment the right, when he's just got the ball. He knows Romero is a donkey and he's going to run and tackle him. So he just stands there, like does nothing, does a little turn, and Romero, of course, fouls him. He's like, he just knew. Yeah. Just mental. He's incredible and his arse is amazing. Pause. You can pause, but you know what he's like with the arse, like shielding. Yes. I it's extraordinary. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Villa's running now. Uh, the last two. I like how we've done this, and we somehow haven't gone onto that penalty. We'll get into it in a second. I don't um, want to, because <laughs> it yeah, means I have to final... confess to your argument <laughs> of VAR. Uh, your final two games away at Liverpool this weekend, and then at home to Brighton on the final day of the season. And for Spurs, their last two games, uh, they've got to play host to. Brentford uh, this lunch, uh, Saturday lunchtime, and then they're away to Leeds on the final day of the season. So, top six finish for Villa. European football still very much on. It is, but then you also look at Brighton who are picking up these amazing results. And I can sit here, as most of the Villa fans were like at the time, was like, bloody Brighton, what thing you doing? But no, mm. fair play. They deserve it. They've been up there all yeah. season. Plus, you can also get the Europa Conference League. Anyway. Exactly, like European football is better than no European football for me. Exactly. I don't care what happened with West Ham anymore because just being in it is going to be huge for Villa, and we mm. should get it because Tottenham don't deserve anything. Yeah, I mean, they're a club in absolute chaos because at the minute they we know nothing on who's going to be their manager because obviously Nagelsmann's now pulled out of the race. Isn't that like the fourth time, though, he's pulled out? <laughs> yeah, and obviously, apparently now they want to get a sporting director. Yeah, they do need a sporting director. In... Yeah, they do need someone in that <laughs> as well. Well, they, they don't need it. They do. <laughs> they kind of do. You don't have Best to have a sporting have that system. God, even Villa are going to have that system soon. Well, yeah, but it's not a need of every club. But a lot of top clubs the do have clubs a sporting have director. The yes. best clubs have a good... Structure in place. Tottenham yeah. don't have that right now. Yeah, so yeah, chaos on and off the field is pretty much summing up Spurs this season. Like it's so bad for Spurs. Like if Brentford do win all their games and Tottenham don't win again, they can finish ninth. Yeah, it's even possible if they somehow didn't lose again and then if they lost every game, Fulham also win every game. <laughs> Fulham can overtake them as well because of goal difference. 
uh, well, there's a free goal difference in favour. Yeah, but if they the lose every game, they'll be losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, God, mm-hmm. imagine Tottenham finish 10th. <laughs> Won't happen. I mean, even not if it's Tottenham like, and Chelsea 10th and 11th is mental. Deserve it with those seasons they've had. Yeah, it would perfectly sum both of their seasons. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't know where we want to move on to next because that's. Did we, did we did go for every like, Premier League game. No, we hadn't, had we? Uh, yeah, no, we hadn't. We definitely no, We hadn't spoken the Chelsea draw. Yeah, do we need to? Chelsea bowled it. Just sums again. up Chelsea. Yep, sums up their season. Yeah. Forest are good, though. But they found yeah. they found what they needed to at the right time of the season. I really like mm-hmm. Tywer Wanya. Yeah, he looks a very good player. Doesn't do a lot. But his strengths when he's in play, he's a threat to most defenders. Yeah, definitely is. And I'd imagine next season he goes from strength to strength and just keep, keeps getting better. I think he got injured uh, at one point as well because he wasn't playing a lot. He, so it's yeah, a bit of a miss for them. Yeah, he did get subbed off in the last uh, 10 minutes for Brennan uh, Johnson. So, be interesting for Forrest next season. If they stay up, of course. But speaking yeah. of another player who is a threat to defenders, Eberechi Eze. Oh, I love this guy. I knew this guy was going to be so good from the moment I saw him in the championship five years ago. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's had ups and down flows with Palace. Um, this Roy Hodgson has invigorated him. Yeah, giving him a new lease of life. Freedom. So all these yeah. like, sort of players want, they just want freedom. Let them do what they want to do, and they will create mm-hmm. things for you. Oh, 100%. And the goal he scored is like, oh, the, the, the one. He scored twice, but the one was That's glorious. Mm. Absolutely a thing of beauty for me. I do wonder if a club goes for him and someone Palace will get a lot for him if they do so. 40, 50 mil. He's a 40, 50 mil player in the current market. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. Whether... Be honest. Wait, Liverpool need midfielders. Mm. Is Eze better than what they have currently? Yes, but at the same he time, he offers something different, and I think he's not. I don't want to say he's too different to Bellingham, but he still offers a similar regard in terms of his attacking play. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of, like, yes, these. So you think of them, Spurs needing a midfielder, Chelsea needing. You shouldn't go Spurs. The, I, I, the way I see it, Spurs. I don't know what Spurs go for. But if you're a player and you're thinking, of who can I sign? Spurs are the last club you go into. Oh, 100. I agree. But I'm just thinking, like, does he fit into the type of club? Like, yes, they may need it. He definitely fits label. in Spurs, but whether he likes. The idea of going to Spurs is another one. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think of him in my head as to does he go or does he stay another year with Palace? And for me, I think it's more the latter. He stays another season with Palace and then probably this time next year we're talking about a summer move rather than one this year. Maybe, but I still feel like his name will be mentioned a lot this summer. As well, it does, as you say, whether a move comes off. Is that Daniel yeah. Levy? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, Someone is at the front door. Oh, shit, Alexa, really? <laughs> I fucking muted the thing and it's still going. I don't know why. Anyway. Um, it's mine, Kate. Yeah? Big... That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, of a big uh, result this weekend. Brentford beating West Ham United 2-0. Uh, Brian and Buemo and Johan uh, Visser with the goals. Not what uh, David Moyes' side needed. No, this is the example of, yeah, we are just focusing on winning a European competition right now. Yeah, definitely, but it's not going to be uh, an easy feat for them no, winning that yeah. uh, conference league. It ain't like Ankmar was fairly decent, I thought. And what I saw. Yeah, they'd put up, they put up a good battle against uh, West Ham in that first leg. What I'd learned after that game was that I didn't 
No, they were partly owned by the guy who was who the film Moneyball was based on. No, I didn't. What Brentford or what? Is Al- Alkmaar? Ah, no, I didn't. Billy Bean is like part. He's, he's, he has some sort of role with them, and they, they're like very focused on the same things, like data and all that stuff. They are a bit like Brentford. Yeah. Six well, um, that's, how, that's how you do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But as you said, Leicester Liverpool is tonight, and that's that's mm-hmm. it. Premier League chat, really. We have to go on to the playoffs drama and the ass. Except at commentary middles, bro. That was shit. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which decent first leg? Should we go bottom upwards or championship down? Which I'd, way do you want to go? We'll go championship down. You're just trying to avoid talking about Luton. <laughs> I'm not. I'll happily talk about. It's not so over we'll yet. Talk... <laughs> it's still half time. Um, yeah. So on Saturday was uh, uh, Sunderland Newcastle from. It's Sunderland Newcastle. Fuck me. Sunderland Luton. Uh, Luton scored early on through Elijah Adebayo. Good finish. Um, it was one where you thought they could go on and kick on a bit more. The first half they seemed to do that, but the second half they just didn't seem to have their energy and the plans that they did in, in the first half. Obviously, just before half time, Ahmed Diallo scoring that beautiful free kick. Uh, Absolutely Glorious. beautiful. Hey, what, if, if, you're, if you're his parent club that he signed on loan from, you're pretty happy at that one. Mm. Not going to play for them next season, but he's yeah, he'll do uh, okay yeah. wherever he goes. Bill. Maybe yeah. Sunderland uh, trying to sign him permanently if they go. I don't think United will let him go. Do you honestly think he gets featured at United next season? I think he plays a lot more games. I think if he, I'm just thinking next season, we'll probably see Rashford doing in a more advanced role, and then you'll have Sancho and Diallo on one side, and then uh, Anthony and Garnacho on the other. Mm. Like the uh, what I was seeing is how we, what we're going to be like when we've got Diallo and Garnacho on the wings in five years' time cooking like. <laughs> Like you can't guarantee that Diallo is going to play enough, and also like that's the bar set now for Diallo when he gets to United. He's got to be off guard, Yeah, I mean he is twenty years old, Diallo. Yeah, he's on definitely on the young side. He has done very well for Sunderland this season. Mm. He has been a big part of them getting to the playoffs, and they they lead two one going into the second leg yeah. tomorrow or when tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow. Uh, Massive one. I always say, like, you've got to win the home leg if you're the, the home team. The first one, it's just yeah. important to have that mark down. And it's very mm, hard. For but the, I do. It, it's very hard to turn that around, but it's very much possible. Especially with that one, Luton getting that goal. The fact mm. that they score just is one where you're like, okay, it's not fully out of their hands because I think if they'd lost 2 0, you'd say, okay, it's a bit harder for them. But getting that goal from Adebayo. It's definitely making it okay. It's a much more turnaroundable result than uh, what it probably would have been. Uh, Middlesbrough Coventry. What happened in that first leg? Mm, yeah, like it only really sort of came to life for a little bit in the second half. But yeah, this felt like two teams that weren't really willing to go for it. Yeah, pretty much. Like they, they didn't want to lose. Setting themselves up for the. The second leg, I feel, which for Coventry, I feel like you needed that win. Yeah. They did have more of the chances, in fairness, but it, it didn't come off for them. No. It was just... I do like the look of their strike. This is the first time I've properly watched Victor Jokeris. He's a threat. Like, defenders uh, can't yeah. deal with that guy. Mm. And it's clear to see why he's wanted by a lot of uh, mm. top teams. And like watching, does... watching my boy Cameron Archer, yeah, he's good. I hope he does figure in at Villa as well next season. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how he does in that Villa side next season if he does feature. Things uh, crossed. Like, I want him to stay. Mm-hmm. But I would also yes, understand uh, if they sold him because it would boss. If we, if we sell him, it's for a big price. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, second legs of them games are tomorrow for Luton Sunderland and Wednesday for Middlesbrough versus uh, Coventry City. Um, down into League. Predictions? Uh, both go to penalties. Oh, <laughs> all the drama. Yeah. But who wins? <laughs> Uh, you can say them. <laughs> I'm going to say Middlesbrough and Luton just about. See, I, I'm going to go Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. I think they will sneak a win on commentary. I think Sunderland Luton second leg is going to end in a draw and Sunderland go through. I mean, it's not out the realm of possibilities. I'd... I and I didn't realise this until the weekend. Are they going to need the army for Sunderland Middlesbrough at Wembley? Well, for the protection of Londoners. But just a, a travelling down is a nightmare. Yeah. When is the final of that? Uh, I believe it's the weekend of the final day. So the twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Yeah, I believe the championship one is the twenty seventh. Which isn't good news for us. No, for like we cover other things that day. Like I don't like it to be honest. I, I'm used to the championship one being on a bank holiday Monday, but there's yes. the League Two one this year. Uh, we'll get onto League Two in a second. So League One Friday was the first leg between Peterborough and Sheffield Wednesday, and yeah, that game's over. Yeah. Oh my God! You can't be doing this in the playoffs. Like, this is terrible. Four nil thumping. Just. Mental. It's not on. Bad enough to come from behind, but you're only one goal behind. <laughs> not before. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's case in point, though, like we said millions of times leading up uh, to the players over this last month, the team that finishes just outside or uh, just outside coming towards the final day and then get in on the final day have that momentum. And Peterborough, case in point, got in on the final day at the expense of Derby County and then thrash Sheffield Wednesday, who finished uh, third in the league in the end. Yeah, and Peterborough, I think a lot of us would have said probably wouldn't have got the playoffs, so we all thought that Bolton and Derby would just get him, but Peterborough did it on the final day. They had a bit of momentum coming from that, and they took it into this, and they did what they did. Yeah, can Darren Ferguson get Peterborough promoted? It's the Fergie effect, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the other tie between Bolton and Barnsley evenly poised after a 1-1 game on Wednesday uh, Nicky Cadden scored just after the hour mark and then that lead didn't last long as Dion Charles equalised four minutes later. So that one's evenly poised whilst the other one is uh, pretty much done and dusted. Second legs for them are on Thursday and Friday. Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough United on Thursday and Barnsley Bolton is on Friday. So nearly a week after, uh, in between those two fixtures, which is weird. Yeah, I feel like they only have like I feel like previously it's only been like three or four days, not this much gap. No, I definitely used to it being that. Yeah, I'm waiting mm-hmm. a month for the fire final. It's the most nerving wait. <laughs> yeah, twice. Uh, down, in, <laughs> <laughs> down into League Two on Saturday, Salford City managed to beat Stockport County one nil. Matteo Smith with the only goal in that game. Uh, again, so evenly poised heading into the second leg as well as uh, Bradford City versus Carlisle United which was yesterday Jamie Walker with the only goal uh, for Mark Hughes's side so both obviously better to have the advantage for those home sides like you said but it's going to be uh, all eyes on them second legs because both uh, Stockport and Carlisle definitely aren't out of it and them second legs both take place on Saturday. Stockport Salford is at half past twelve. Carlisle Bradford is at three o'clock. Yeah, so, it, it makes more sense, I guess, when they don't want them clashing with other ones. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, TV schedules to... as well because they have them all on telly as well. Yes, uh, down into the national league now. Before we head over to the oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, European leagues, Notts County. My God, do they love drama! More drama than an average episode of EastEnders. I don't know how Notts County fans are doing it because they did it in the fucking playoffs. This is the one I want a documentary on. Yeah, 
this season of Notts County. My God, I think they need to check on their fans after these past couple of weeks, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. The hospitals in the, that area must be... Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was saying that. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Heart rates must be through the roof if you're not as county fans. Jesus wept on a bike. I think Sporting Villa's bad. Like, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, it just watching it as a neutral, you're like, oh my god, my heart's going out. They had the neutrals on side. It feels like now the Notts County story has eclipsed the Wrexham story. Oh yeah, for me, it's better. It feels like it is a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't ask for a better, like, it's a true fairy tale ending. They miss out on uh, automatic promotion from the league by four points. They go to the playoffs, the semi-final it goes all the way to extra. They score in the last minute of regulation and then the last minute of extra time. And then the playoff final uh, this past weekend, 1-0 down until the 87th minute. John Bostock scores, so he sends it to extra time. They go 2-1 down in the opening three minutes. Start of the second half, they get one back. And then you have all that penalty drama as well. Like, it's a perfect end to a season. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Like, uh, just... yeah, like John Bostock missing that penalty as well, and the way that he did. God, imagine, they imagine if they lost penalties. Like that man would have yeah. run out of Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, Robon, don't panic your penalties for especially sake. in that scenario for like yeah. all that's on the line. Yeah, if it was just a normal league match and it had no permutations, fine. Um, I'm still annoyed at you for doing it, but I don't mind too much. But you look all right expired with your free kick goal that you scored. Like, don't do it again. Yeah, in the in a player final, penalties that can decide whether you go up into the football league or not. They're money on the line. You don't penenka it, man. Just slot it home. Power precision. He Jesus definitely thought Christ. I'm gonna look like the coolest motherfucker if I do this. <laughs> but he ended up looking like a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he's a hero. Congratulations to um, um, yeah, fantastic to see that they did uh, win the playoffs and are promoted. It's just interesting to see how they do in the league as well. Same with Brexit. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, a little bit of lower uh, league than that. I don't know whether you saw, yes. but uh, Kidim- the mighty Kidderminster Harry has got yes. promoted. Come <laughs> on. Boys. Our old friends, well, good on them. You see the run they've been on the last game of the season. They, they'd won nine in a row. Jesus, I had not seen that. Amazing. They've been on an incredible run to even get to the playoffs, and then they won. I mean, Very that, geez, have you looked at the National League North and South? Um, the North's final standings, by the way. I hadn't. I'm sure I'll look at it after this podcast. I know Oxford City. Oxford City got promoted from the south. That's the first time they've got to the fifth tier in their 150-year history. I've just looked at how close it was. From 13th right the way to fourth place, there was four points. The English football pyramid cannot be ruined ever. Or reckoned with. You can't compete. No other league in the world can compete. Yeah, the sixth tier of your league and four points separate the fourth and thirteenth. What? That is non-league marvelous. is better than league one. I'm telling you that. <laughs> uh, right onto the European <laughs> league now. Don't clip that. <laughs> and it's congratulations to Barcelona who have finally won La Liga after victory this past weekend against Espanyol confirms they as title winners, the first in the Xavi era as manager. Fantastic result for him. It is, and we all love to see nice scenes of celebration like that in the middle. Maybe just don't don't do it at your rival stadium, you idiots. What were you expecting to happen? Where did this happen? In like a a year or two ago? I feel like it was in the same boat a year or so ago. Was it? Was it Juventus? Did they? No, it was. I think you're thinking of San Etienne. But they all ran on. But that was because they got relegated. Oh, was it? 
I think that's what you're thinking of. I don't recall this happening. Like you're going to repeat football and crowd shuffle this weekend. <laughs> mm, Everywhere. I mean, the area of the area of the they all looked at France and went, "That's cool." <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so cover but... the area of the Vegas, but they they don't smoke this weekend. <laughs> Literal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Barcelona beat Espanyol by four goals to two to wrap up the title. Uh, elsewhere, Elche beat Atletico Madrid by one goal to nil. Real Madrid beat Getafe by one goal to nil. Villarreal put five past Athletic Club Bilbao and Real Sociedad drew two all with Girona. So not a slip up that you want if you're Atletico Madrid because now Real Madrid have leapfrogged you in the league table. Although yeah. meaningless because they're both practically guaranteed Champions League football. Position does I don't think positioning even matters in La Liga too much. Uh, not for the like them two. Uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid, the rest of you exist. Yeah, uh, the fight for the Europa Conference League place though is very interesting. So you got Girona yeah, and I seventh. I should know who Villa are going to face next season. Yeah, so Girona are currently there on forty-eight points. Then you got Bilbao on forty-seven points. Osasuna on 47 points, Sevilla on 47 points, Rayo Vallecano on 46 points and have a game in hand uh, because they play Real Betis tonight. So should they win that, they all head into that uh, Europa Conference League place. Anyone but Sevilla, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then... I'd, like, I'd like Bilbao because we actually have a bit of history in European terms against Bilbao as well. And even That's theoretically, you could. You can't rule out uh, uh, Mallorca because they're on 44 points. So it's a little bit of a harder stretch, but they can still Anyone do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Sevilla bottom... win the Europa League. They'll be in the Champions League anyway. Yeah, or they'll be in the Europa League possibly. Can they still get Europa League? Possible, but it would, in, it would involve they better. The yeah. It would involve Betis having a massive flop and them going on a good run and others doing it. Uh, down at the bottom... It's severe, though, because Betis being their big on. rivals. Yes, definitely. Down at the bottom, uh, you got Espanyol on... In, well, obviously, we know Elche are gone. Espanyol in 19th on 31 points. Hetafe 34. A point ahead of them and out of the relegation zone. you got Real Valladolid and Cadiz. Uh, Cadiz have a better goal difference by six goals. Almira in 15th on 36 points and Valencia on 37 points in 14th place. So uh, with their 2-1 like, win over Celta Vigo, giving them a bit of lifeline. The right time. Yes, which is uh, good to see for them. Uh, over to Germany now and Bayern Munich doing what Bayern Munich do by putting six goals past Schalke. Yeah, I, I feel like we didn't say it last time, but Bayern Munich are going to somehow lose this in embarrassing fashion, or they're going to smash them to pieces. <laughs> and they did that. Yeah. Yep. Two games left for them now to wrap up the title. Still got a point in hand as well over Dortmund. It could come down to the final day, but you never know. I think with that game for. Bayern, uh, that win, the goal difference massively swung in their favour. So they've got plus 55 goal difference. Where if we're being honest, the goal difference is already like massive. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's it's just increased more. With we that, just made it uh, impossible. <laughs> yes. Um, Dortmund themselves did have a good goal scoring uh, game after they beat Borussia Mönchengladbach by five goals to two. Union Berlin were also amongst the goals after they beat Freiburg four goals to two. So a lot of goals this weekend in the Bundesliga, including Friday night, where Cologne beat Hertha Berlin by five goals to two. Bundesliga on smoke, all these goals going in. Yeah, Bundesliga defenders on holiday already. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, into the final two games of the season. So the title can, is still to be decided. Uh, Champions League places to look for grabs, and uh, Europa Conference League as well. You got uh, currently Wolfsburg in sixth on forty nine points, by Leverkusen on forty nine points, but one goal less than Wolfsburg. And then you got Frankfurt on forty six points with their goal difference of plus five. So gonna be a eye-opening last two games there in Germany and then the final uh, the team's down at the bottom 
Stuttgart, 29 points. Schalke on 30 points. VfL Bochum on 31. And Hoffenheim on 32. So who knows how them final two games are going to uh, play out at the bottom. Yeah, who knows? I'm not here to predict that. Mm. <laughs> no, that's just too crazy. Uh, over in Italy and Paul Pogba once again getting injured. Yeah, I felt for him. Like I really did. It's just... It's so we can, so we can classify him now as an injury-prone player. Oh, yeah. yeah. I worry that maybe... Maybe is he at a point where you question your career? Because it's happening a lot now. We're even going back to the United right. days. Yeah. I, 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 has he completed... A, I don't think he's completed a 90 minutes this season for him. Has he completed any sort of season? I don't think so. I mean... Very much has it. But it's, he's played yeah. 10 games for him. Yeah, it's, mm. I, I feel for him in that regard because you want him to at least have a chance to prove people wrong and show that he is a quality player still, but it's, it's not getting the chance. Mm. Uh, Juve did win, though, 2-0 against... Uh, you say they wore the kit. Yeah, it didn't actually look too bad. It's grown on me a little bit, but it's still too much yellow. Mm. It's not a Juventus yeah. kit. Beat less yellow yeah. and you got me there. Yeah, doesn't need all yellow down uh, the sides. You put it on like the top or just the collar bit. That's nice. The collar and then like on the. I don't mind the not added the lines like the side, yeah. the shoulders. That, that's fine. Mm. Just too yeah, much of it on the sides. There's, there's too much yellow. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the Italian league, Napoli. Um, yeah, they were already partying too much because they lost two 0 to Monza this weekend. Don't blame them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've got nothing else to play for, so whatever. Uh, elsewhere, Roma drew 0-0 with Bologna. Inter Milan beat Sassuolo by four goals to two. AC Milan lost 2-0 to Spezia. And Salernitana beat Atalanta by one goal to nil. So... I was, well, was going to hope if we have a word with AC Milan because they were told to go and have a word with someone in particular. It's probably the group of people you don't want to be having a word with. The AC Milan mm. Ultras. <laughs> oh my yes, god! Definitely. <laughs> that was a very strange sight to come across. Strange sight, but you know that they've probably been told you lot need inspiration for Tuesday. I want to say they've been playing the Champions League semi. Like, go and talk to the fans. Now I know it's the Ultras who yes, could probably kill you at any second, but go and talk to them. Yes, definitely. You can even see them standing there like, we're here, we're, we're here again, but I don't know why, I'm terrified for my life. <laughs> Paul Giroud mm. does not need his face being broken. No. He's a good-looking man. Le- leave him be. Everyone else, yeah, sure, whatever. Leave some more alone as well. <laughs> leave the English lad and the good-looking Frenchman alone. <laughs> Everyone else, fair game. Yeah. Um, Obviously not, we don't we've... promote violence. Yes, uh, I 100% agree. Uh, with Spurs' win over AC Milan, though, they have climbed out of the relegation zone. Uh, they are level on points with Hellas Verona. But I think it's the head-to-head battle that means Spurs are, are out of it and Hellas Verona have uh, slipped into it. And, yeah, that fight for Europa League and Conference League between Roma, AC Milan and Atalanta, again, it's going to come down to those final three games of the season. Only three points separating the three sides, so it's going to be a big final uh, couple of weeks. Because there's a consolation in that if one of them were to somehow win the Champions League, they'd be in it anyway. Yes. Uh, Over to France, and Messi returned. So was that even a two-week ban? Was it even a two-week ban he had? I swear it wasn't. He didn't feel like it. (laughs) I feel like it was only one game. (laughs) I know. It didn't matter because they yeah. beat Ajaccio five goals to nil anyway. So yeah, booed him as well. So, so section did as well. Yeah, I mean, we all know he's going. Yeah, anyway, we all know. So. We all know there's going to be a loophole, and he'll find his way back at Barcelona. Hmm. It's just yeah. There's nothing else really to say about PSG. There isn't. It, it's finished. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Clermont beat Lyon by two goals to nil. Uh, Rennes beat Troyes by four goals to nil. Monaco versus Lille finished in a nil-nil draw. And Marseille beat Angers by three goals to one. 
And uh, second place, Lens managed to beat Stad Rem by two goals to one on Friday. So they still have a two-point lead over Marseille in terms of automatic Champions League qualification. Uh, right, is that it for the European leagues now? Yeah, I believe that's actually everything. I've not seen anything else on Twitter to bring up the conversation, but no, that is it. The season's over in two weeks. Yeah, which is weird. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like, <laughs> because we're getting all the drama now, and I'm like, I don't want it to end because of how good it's getting. Yeah, I saw a theory on this because it was around Villa transfers and how we might start early. It's to do mm. with FFP because there's like the cut-off point at like the end of June. So that's why deals yeah. get done. Hmm. Interesting. It's a theory. But don't, take, don't take it literally. <laughs> What yeah. to think about? Um, also, we've got the second legs of the Champions League, like you just briefly mentioned with AC Milan. So tomorrow, Inter Milan versus AC Milan. Wednesday is the second leg of Manchester City versus Real Madrid. And then obviously on Thursday, we have the second legs of the uh, Europa Conference League, AZ Alkmaar versus West Ham, Basel versus Fiorentina, and then obviously the Europa League, Bayer Leverkusen versus AS Roma and Sevilla versus Juventus. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to recap all of them uh, games in the Champions League and look ahead to another weekend's worth of football. <laughs>